40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So since it's been a couple of weeks here, we uh, we have a Halloween-related email to get to. Oh, okay. From, uh, from Trent. Oh, Trent. Uh, yes, Trent. Hello, Trent. Hello, Trent. Uh, Trent says, for the record, the first 2017 seed catalog showed up yesterday. I don't think I've gotten any 2017 seed catalogs yet. I know. We've gotten a lot of Christmas. We're starting to get Christmas catalogs, but not any seed catalogs I want some yet. seed catalogs. I want to see what the uh, funky new oh, tomatoes are for next year. We'll get them. We bought a lot last year. We'll get places. We'll get them from Totally Tomatoes and uh, Johnny's and, and Southern, Southern Seed Exchange. Southern, yeah, yeah. So Trent says, uh, he says, all right, a lot of people may blow it off, but I am 100% convinced that the house where I spent most of my adolescence was haunted. Our entire family says is convinced of this fact. The house itself was built in the 1880s. It was a traditional eight-room square farmhouse, about as old as you can get in northeast Indiana. When my parents purchased it, it was in complete disrepair. We gutted it all the way down to the studs, rewired, replumbed the whole nine. During this phase of the construction, stuff would be moved. Nobody thought much of it until years later because when you have a project of that magnitude and friends and family do whatever they can, stuff gets moved. But it was a little too often and odd in hindsight. Once we had rehabilitated the house, we moved in, Trent writes, the most consistent thing was footsteps. We left the original hardwood floors, so they creaked in spots. But anyone that has lived in a house can tell the difference between things settling and a footstep. Settling sounds don't move down the hallway. <laughs> no, they don't. No. Yeah, Trent says, there were two things that happened often in my room that were more than a little odd. I had blinds on my windows. The Venetian blinds that you always have adjusted so the slats face down or up. I always had mine up. Always. But many days, I would come home from school and they'd be turned down. This was when I was a latchkey kid, says Trent. I got on the bus after my parents had left for the day and I beat them home. Horrific enough a thought, he says in 2016, right? So there was literally... Nobody in the house all day, but my blinds would be moved. Well, that's kind of creepy. Mm. He says, also under my bed, I had an old RCA stereo. He says, I'm sure you know the model I'm talking about. It had a turntable on top, huge analog tuning knob and screen on the right three-quarter of the face, as well as a massive power button. It wasn't digital. It was a contact switch with a spring in it. When it was on, it was pushed in. When it was off, the spring pushed it out. You couldn't bump it and move it. It had resistance. Trent says, sometimes it would turn on by itself. Sometimes while I slept. Never loud, but it would turn on. The backlight and the analog screen would spill a dull oranges yellow shadow onto my bedroom floor. We started calling the playful specter Bob, <laughs> says Trent. <laughs> well, what else do you call him? Right. Doors would open, footsteps in the blinds in the stereo in my room. He says it was enough to convince me. The most direct occurrence happened while my parents had friends over one night. While they were talking in the living room, us kids were watching something on TV. My parents were talking about some of the stuff that happened in the house, and their friends shared some similar instances at a local bar where he played in a band. As they exchanged stories, the TV shut off. Us kids thought they wanted us to leave, but as we turned around, their faces were blank, expressionless. What'd you do that for? I remember asking. My mom got up, walked across the room to the coffee table, picked up the remote, and said, We didn't. The VCR didn't turn off. It wasn't a power spike. Nobody sat on the remote. It was like Bob heard him talking about him and said, Footsteps? Well, I can do more than footsteps. <laughs> Oh, that's scary. Trent says, when I was in early high school, my parents had divorced and my mom had gotten remarried. We were in the process of selling that house to move in with my stepdad. 
At this point, I was 15 or 16, so there were a lot of nights that I would ride the bus home and stay there while Mom stayed with my stepdad because we were moving out of the school district. Like any bum of a teenager, I watched ESPN until far too late, often sleeping on the couch. The couch was at the bottom of the stairs, so that if you were laying on the couch on your back, you looked up the stairs. There was a landing and a few more steps up to the back second-floor hallway. With much of the house empty from us moving that day, I laid on the couch one night at the edge of sleep when footsteps jarred me awake. Historically, these steps were between the upstairs rooms, only upstairs. I lay on the couch and I listened. It was Bob. Nothing new until the steps descended the stairs. Tread writes, Cam, I kid you not, I remember it as clearly as if it happened yesterday. You know what old wooden stairs sound like. Hmm. You know when someone is using them. Bob came down the stairs to the landing. This was new. I had never heard the steps on the stairs. I laid on the couch, staring up at the landing, moonlight filtering through the circle, uh, through the uh, circle window in the landing wall. Trent says, I just knew that someone was looking at me. Bob was standing on the landing. He was looking down at me, laying on the couch. Good night, Bob, I managed to say. Mm-hmm. After a few steps, after a few seconds, rather, the footsteps ascended the stairs and faded into the night. This happened two more times before we moved out, Trent writes. Each time, I bid Bob a good night. The last night I stayed in the house, I told him that we were moving. Trent says, I cannot begin to explain why, but I'm 100% confident that something from the past took up residence in that house. Not malicious or bothersome, but certainly present. Just bobbersome. Bobbersome. There you go. And Trent, That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, scary. We had the ghost in our house in Massachusetts when I was a kid, but he only showed up apparently a couple of nights in a row. That was it? Well, it wasn't really it. Like, oh. he showed up at, like, my mom's door and my bedroom door and some place in the hallway. And, like, mm. he, it, so we had a medium come to the house, and he looked, it was like he came to warn the family. He was apparently knew the family that was lived there before us, uh-huh. and he wanted to warn them about the, the daughter who was in the bedroom that I had, and she got hit by a truck. Oh, dear. Right. So, wow, that's the story that I heard. Well, Trent says, uh, Missy, keep kicking ass. You're awesome. Yeah. Be well, you be well cancer. too, Trent. Thank and you, Trent. Uh, by the way, I have not liked this because I missed it on Instagram, but uh, congratulations. Just don't uh, name him Bob. On Instagram, Trent, you might have taken solace in that no matter what else happened in 2016, at least Trent Mars wasn't raising children. Well, says Trent. Congratulations. Isn't that a cute announcement, though? That's great. Passport uh, application and uh, the two passports. That's awesome. Congratulations, Trent. I'm really excited for you. you got to let us know the baby colors, right? Oh, yeah, because you got to get a blanket out of this one. Exactly. Uh, and Jeff writing in as well. Hello from a shaved head, says Jeff. <laughs> uh, he said, Jeff says, first off, I'm glad to hear Missy's doing well since I shaved my head last month. Fall here in central New York. Turned to a fast taste of winter, 20s to 30s in the morning. Oh, dude, your head must be cold because my neck is freezing. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it gets it gets cold there in the winter. I'm sorry, baby. You, but you got you got you, you got some options here for your headwear. Well, yeah, I've got hats and wigs and uh, I just feel like I'm empathetic now towards your coldness for your skull because <laughs> it got really cold while you were away this week. And I had to go outside to take the dogs out and I put my hat on. And I'm like, my neck is really cold because I was used to my hair keeping my neck no, warm. No more will you give me grief for having my hat on. No, and I think I'm going to make myself more scarves to go with the hats <laughs> that I'm knitting. 
<laughs> Jeff says, uh, second part of the podcast, go. I uh, went to the usual Blaze.com radio. No 40 acres and a fool there. We're, we're still there. We didn't have a podcast last week. They're lazy and Jeff, busy. But, uh, yeah, more busy than lazy. Yeah. One of these days I'll get to be lazy. Like maybe around Christmas we'll be lazy and we'll take a week or two off. And but, you've uh, been busy and I've been bleh, So, yeah. yeah. And the next week is uh, three days. It's the next round of chemo. It's second round out of four and it's three days out of... 12, so I'm going to be halfway finished, um, but I'm going to probably feel kind of craptastic, so... Yeah, so well, I will pick up the slack when Missy is not uh, feeling up to it, but uh, I appreciate all the prayers, Jeff, and keep your head warm. Keep your head covered. Oh, yeah, always. Even when your dog eats your hat. Even when... You, that's that's like a country song. Keep your head covered, even when your, your dog, dog eats, eats your, your hat. hat. All right, well, I'll I suppose play that song backwards. Maybe I'll get my hat back. That's good advice. Like, uh, like, like live a little, learn a lot, be safe, have fun, right? Well, I always grew up with the, I, I was a kid. Yeah, I, grew I was up trying with, to segue to a good night. I oh, I like was going to do a, no, no, no. I was going to do a good night too, but I was just going <laughs> to say like, when I was a kid growing up, like I always had ear infections. So I was always made to wear a hat anyway to keep my head warm and keep my ears covered. Now I really appreciate a hat to keep my bald head warm because my hair kept my head warm a lot more than I thought it did. That's all I was going with. Okay. Was that a segue to good night? Yeah, it was a wrap-up. That's Gracie that saying good night, Gracie. All right, well, good night, Gracie. <laughs> Thank you again for uh, joining us here on another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. We will see you soon. Have a fantastic week. And I uh, look forward to doing this again with you before long. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.